for podcast magic. Um, we did not do a podcast last week because I had the plague. You were so ill. <laughs> I really was. You were like the illest ill that's ever been ill. That's ever been. And I was um, on set most of the week um, filming some commercials. So it was really exciting. Well, what a wonderful <laughs> growing opportunity to hold being on your deathbed while filming commercials. I do have to say, though, there's um, it, maybe it's an athlete thing as well, mm-hmm. but it's definitely an artist thing where it's like if there's something that you really need to get through, you think like I'm not like leading up to it. You're like, I can't get through it. There's right. no way I'm going to do it. And then it's like the moment you land on set. The, the sickness lifts just enough so that you can get through it magically. Yes. And then the moment they say that's a wrap, you're back to being as sick as ever. <laughs> yeah. What is that? I mean, that, talk about like stepping into the transcendent field because I've had that happen to me with directing. I've had with teaching that time you and I were, were in LA and we both yes. got food poisoning. Yes. And then when we had to teach, we were like on it. And then by the way, when it was done, we were like, and food poisoning resumes. Um, <laughs> But it's so funny, it's almost like um, when we get into those uh, states of consciousness where we have to, I want to say, be a channel, mm-hmm. um, it's like something else takes over. Yeah, it's almost like the, the second that it's like we are in full surrender because there is literally nothing we can do to make it better for ourselves, yes. then it actually does allow a passageway for a different source of power to come through, which actually does sort of lead us into this podcast today. Yeah, so this podcast today, which is really last week's teaching. Exactly. Because last week, last week we had the Golden Globes. And That's let, right. let me tell you how this went down. So Natalie was like, it's the Golden Globes on Sunday. Are we still going to teach? And I was like, I don't know. What do you feel like? And then came in the hit. Let's teach. But let's teach on... How you already are the Golden Globe. Yes. How the Golden Globe is in you. Yes. And it's almost like when we very, very first started teaching Create, we started teaching on basically two basic principles. The first principle being there is an inner world and an outer world. And we talked about it from different disciplines. We talked about it from both the yoga philosophy and also sort of new thought or modern thought. Um, And in the yoga philosophy, it talks about that in all of creation, there's only two things that exist, which is form and the formless. And form is called property, and the formless is called perusia. And we talk about this in Create all the time. All the time. This is like literally like 101 101 where Create started. But that most of us as artists, as creators, end up feeling so disempowered because we end up always looking to the outer world, to the world of form, to answer whatever question we have. And I've just been reading uh, Joe Dispenza's, am I saying his last name right? Okay, so Natalie was like reading this book and she was nerding out and she was like, (laughs) Kristen, you have to read Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And like the juicy tidbits that she was giving me were so yummy um, that eventually like I got the book. And so I've been reading it, and he goes so deep into, like, the quantum physics behind inner and outer world. And it's so interesting because we are so often looking to the outer world and letting that determine our inner world, but how the, the game wants to be played the other way around. In fact, that the outer world is the last thing to shift and change, according to Joe Dispenza, once we, when we are working energetically on the inside. It's almost like, uh, if we think about our own anatomy, 
things that um, are like farthest away from us can like flail and move around, but they don't have as much impact as like our torso. Mm-hmm. Like all of our strength is in our core and that part has to be so solid. And when that part is solid, we have the ability to move more with our limbs, with our extremities, even just from a physiological standpoint and isn't manifestation the same way that when we really go in and we go deep and we get rooted and grounded in what we know we deserve and what we know is possible and actually change the beliefs from the inside out, then it's like the outer world can like move around actually really quickly and like flail around and change to suit it, but it has to start from that inner grounding. Exactly. And so it becomes a really fun way into talking about the Golden Globes because no matter what kind of artist you are, right, there is some way that your art gets acknowledged in the world, some way that... people recognize achievement and I'm sure many actors like fantasize about being on the red carpet and going up and accepting awards like it's a way of of concretizing in the world like I've done it here I am Mm -hmm. and what we were talking about is no matter what your discipline is that those things only show up on the outer they only show up in the outside world if you've claimed them on the inner right so how like, like there's a there's a Zen proverb that says um, a staff is only given to the master who already has one. How do we give to ourselves first in consciousness that which we'd like to receive? I remember Oprah was doing this great interview with um, I believe the gentleman had just won the Oscar um, for. Uh, hmm. Movie. It was like a George Clooney movie, and he was like a, a side character, and he ended up like winning the Oscar. And it was almost like um, many people were like, "Who's this guy?" Uh-huh. You know. Um, but he had been like on the scene, pounding the pavement, job after job for years. You know, and it's just like all of a sudden it becomes the hot name that everyone's talking about. But right. obviously, there's no overnight success. He was like in the business, working his little tail off, and she was asking him. Um, you know, how does it feel? Was this a dream of your whole life to win this Oscar? And did you fantasize about this moment? And he said something that always stuck with me. He said, you know, when I was early in my career, when I was like in my like early 20s, it's like all I could do is think about this moment. All I could do was visualize and want to step into this moment. And then he's like, and then as I got deeper in my process, it's like all I could care about was the moment I was in Uh, and the role I was in uh, and the purpose I was in. And it's like he got so deep in his work that he sort of forgot this whole thing. And then all of a sudden he's getting one and it's like, oh yeah. (laughs) And it's like stepping back into that early 20s self and that excitement and fun and joy. But it's like, like it could only come to him through him surrendering that and just going within and saying, how does the work want to come through me in the present moment, not what might happen one day. Right. Being so fully involved in the enjoyment of this moment, whatever it looks like, however, like, like, like the energy that we can bring to whatever is happening right now. Um, and, you know, it makes me think about when we talk about like even like the Golden Globes, like this thing of achievement, this thing that says like that you got it. The other concept that you and I first started talking about, right, when in, in the inner and outer world, the property in Perugia was this idea of this light inside of you, mm-hmm. right? This kind of, I want to say gold that is inside of you that's always there. And so often 
like when we we're talking about New Year's resolutions, we were talking about all the things inside of us that one wants to make a list of that needs to be fixed mm-hmm. as we come into this new year. And on our last podcast, we were suggesting, can we think of all the ways that we're already nailing it? Yes. And that no one taught us from when we were little kids to recognize all the gold that is within us, mm-hmm. right? Oh, this intense feeling right now, gold. Oh, my beautiful body, gold, you know, uh, this talent I have inside of me, it's gold. We were never taught how to already recognize ourselves as this beautiful, gold, glowing self. And it's almost like the um, thing in positive psychology that they talk about the addiction to being a rat racer. Mm. And what that addiction feeds is the idea that where I am isn't good, so I have to, like rat race and like get to somewhere better and ultimately what it comes down to is we are not ever able to be happy when we are in the rat racer mentality because it's all about a present detriment for a future betterment Mm. so I will deprive myself right now so hopefully I will be better but once we have conditioned ourselves to believe that like I need to deprive myself I need to work harder I need to be more once we've conditioned ourselves to believe that then the outer world is only ever going to reflect more of that more of how we're not quite there yet more of how our dream is close but not quite with us yet and most of us end up chasing a dream and staying constantly the same amount away from it even though we have evolved it's almost like you want to come to life and say i've arrived Mm -hmm. i'm here you're welcome it's happening (laughs) yes i'm it i'm the gold you know so instead of coming to life from this and and that when you come to life declaring I have arrived I am here I am it I am gold my life is awesome then that is what you get reflected back because isn't the truth when we really think about these awards for actors isn't the truth that the actor is not winning that award the truth is the actor showed up to a set and did this performance, they did this beautiful work, they gave this gift of themselves and their talent, and the award is just showing up because it's in alignment with what was done. That's right. So it's not that the person is receiving the award as a pat on the back, it's that they showed up to that level of integrity and depth and work, and what must show up as a result is more gold to say, yes, that was gold. So in order for us to say, we want to be capable of winning those awards, then our only job is to show up and say, all right, then how is it already in me wanting to be manifest so more of it can draw to me? Can show up. You know, it's so funny, when we were um, pulling quotes for last week's lecture, um, I was kind of laughing a little bit because so much of them, and... I'm just double-checking. Yes, I'm still recording. As <laughs> I look at my lecture notes, um, uh, all, the, all the quotes last week were from authors, and mm. one was from Tolstoy. And he said, Truth, like gold, is to be obtained not by its growth, but by washing away from it all that is not gold. So we already exist as all this gold, this beauty, this treasure inside, all of that talent that wants to show up in our art. And what we're doing is dismantling or washing away all the gunk that is getting in the way of letting that be given freely. Exactly right. And we talk a lot about that and create that um, between the form and the formless. There's like this... um, 
well, we like to think of it as like a window. Right. Um, and it's almost like when they say the window to the soul, if the soul is the perusia, if the light inside of us, that soul, that inner spark is the perusia, then the window between that soul and our body and the outer world and the form is something called the chitta. And what we like to talk about is the conditioning that we get handed to us. When we come here as just this ball of light with this clean window, all shiny, like here I am to take on the world. And the conditioning that gets taught to us, you need to be appropriate, you shouldn't be so loud, you don't look as good as that girl, um, you know, the, the, it's like numerous, all of these things that we're taught, these beliefs that are limiting, that are handed down to us, it's like people throw mud on the window. That's right. And people don't realize they're doing it because it's mud that they have on their window that they don't know is there because they've been living with it for so long they don't recognize it as mud. But then what happens is as we get more and more mud on the window, we can no longer reflect the light of our gold. We can only project the mud. We can only project what is not us. And that's when we actually get to a place when other people are shining so bright that we get jealous. Because we know deep in ourselves that we have that same light, but we can't feel access to it, so we want to make wrong those who do. Right, because it feels too painful when we think that we're separate from our good, mm. because our good is who we are. Mm. And you know, I always think of like our sweet parents, when they did the best they could, they didn't even know when they were projecting their mud on us, right? So when they said things that might have been like, you're going to have to work hard, or money doesn't come easily, or you know, any of the things that they might have passed down because it was projected upon them, they didn't even realize they were projecting it upon us. Yeah. So part of our work then, as we want to step fuller and fuller into living our light and, and, and reflecting that light everywhere we go, is noticing when we have inherited some of these beliefs and when they're not serving us. Mm. That's so right. I love, and the Joe Dispenza book has just been killing oh, me Dr. with this. Doctor Joe, Doctor Joe, everything. Oh, can he be our new boyfriend, our new spiritual boyfriend? That's all I want. Okay, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll have to let him know. Um, is that um, we get to create our beliefs, mm. and then the beliefs that we um, create, we get to live in. Yes, you know, and I think often, like um, when you said that we don't get when we are have all that mud on our filter, mm -hmm. right? It's like we feel like we don't have access to our good. We yeah. can't get there. And one of the things that we talked last week about is if you're feeling distant from your light, your heart is always a compass that will direct direct you back to your light. Mm. You know, like the whole, the, the reason that everyone says follow your heart all the time isn't because it's just like a cute thing to say on Hallmark cards, right. but it's actually the direct access to our bliss. 100%. And I like to think if there's a if if a universe creates us and it loves us so much and it wants to show us how, where to go, how to navigate, what's it going to do? It's going to put a desire in our heart and it means go this way. Mm. Follow this bliss, right? Here is the access point to which your whole life gets expansive to where your good gets larger. Go this way. And on the the list of different writers' quotes yes, that came through. Yes, I was through, just looking up another quote, and, and I think you're probably trying to drop the one I was looking for. Yes, <laughs> yes that's the one. But Paulo Coelho, he <laughs> yes. said, remember that wherever your heart is, there will, you will find your treasure, yeah. right? What I love about that so much is um, from the chakra perspective, the heart chakra is all about connection and union. Like 
union with you and what you love, union with community, union with others so that you can make it together. And when the heart is blocked or closed, the energy of that is grief. And what grief is, is separation from what or who we love. And so our calling to come back to an open-hearted place is to say, wherever it feels like there's separateness, that's not where I'm going. I'm only going where there's union, compassion, empathy, and love. And the only ways I can go there with others, the only ways I can go there with my art, is is if I access all the places in myself that I feel separate from. So if I feel separate from my own light, if I'm feeling, and I mean... I've been an actress for, you know, professionally for over 10 years, so I know this one well of when you're just feeling insecure, when you're just feeling like, I was trying to access something, it was there the other day, and this time it wasn't there, and what's wrong with me? And the rumination that can start of feeling even disconnected from, like, when you were a little kid and you had this dream, like, I know I can do it, and then you get to a certain point, and whether it's your bank account or your amount of auditions or not having an agent, it's not lining up with that belief, then you start to tell yourself that you are separate from that belief, and maybe you made the whole thing up. And maybe it's not true for you. And then that insecure story just perpetuates and perpetuates, and then what happens is we get further and further and further away from what our heart is just dying to say, go this way, go this way. This way, come back to me. And even anahata, which is the heart chakra, it translates in English as unstruck, the unstruck heart. That an open heart is living as if our heart has never been struck before. So can we go back to the place of purity and innocence before someone said, well, why do you think you can do it? Well, isn't being an artist really hard? Well, you don't make money for your art. Can we connect ourselves back to the place, the person we were before that conditioning? And that is truly living from an open-hearted place. It's so true. And I think often what just came to me as you were talking is I thought about uh, there's a specific actor that I know who isn't acting and is in a day job and hasn't been acting for years and is in such heavy grief, Mm -hmm. right? Because he feels so distant from his dream, Mm -hmm. right? And it's just like one bad job after the other putting this idea of survival, right? And like trying to scrape together money first before um, following the heart. Mm -hmm. And something magic happens when we turn the tables and we say, it's, I'm going to take time today to connect with my heart, ask it where it wants to be, to connect with it, to let it come forward, to let it express itself in the world. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, when we let this heart guide us, the heart knows what we need, and it, it has a way of creating the situations through which the financial support shows up, everything that we need, all of the resources, and it comes, but you can't get there backwards. If you put yourself in misery, if you put yourself in misery, if you, if you disconnect from your heart, you can't expect that out of putting yourself in an unhappy situation, that happiness will show up. That's right. And it's almost like if we really get honest, the heart isn't actually interested in form. The heart knows what it feels, yes. and it knows how to feel amazing, yes. and it knows when it feels not amazing, it knows when it feels hurt and sad, but 
it doesn't really care what form it comes in. You know what I mean? So our job to truly live from an open heart, to connect ourselves to the gold that we are, is just to get into an energetic alignment with what feels good. So it's like the only thing the heart knows about, for example, being in that miserable job, is it knows the sadness and the weight and the helpless feeling. So then our job just becomes, okay, I need to balance that energy with putting some energy into, um, like one thing I do a lot is, um, writing bhavanas or like writing lovable futures in my journal as if they've already happened. So when I was going through a phase where I didn't have an agent and I was really bummed about not having an agent rather than, trying to get meeting after meeting and then being attached to like the form of not having one and how it's not working and it's so helpless and it's so hard to get an agent in New York. Mm -hmm. I just sat with my journal every day and I wrote examples of how awesome my new agent is. And I wrote every time I pick up the phone, it's like, hi Natalie, so happy to hear from you. And every time I walk in the office, no matter what they're doing, it's like they come out and greet me and give me a hug. And I'm making all of this up, but I'm not making it up from it's this specific person at this specific office hiring me on this specific day. It's how can I get my heart in alignment with what would actually bring me the most joy out of this relationship. And what you're doing is exactly what we talk about with inner and outer world. You were changing energetically on the inner first. You were creating the energetic house inside that you want to live in. And once that changed internally in you, then your outer circumstances could change and you were able to, uh, you know, life created the uh, alignment through which you could attract exactly the agent that you had been creating in your inner world. It's almost like um, in decorating, they talk about priming your environment. Yes. Which is like, if you have, um, let's say, a quote on your wall, and it's been in the same place forever, it's like it starts being... um, non-existent to you because it's just in the same place. So priming your environment is just putting it in a different spot in your home and all of a sudden it becomes new again and all of a sudden you're re-engaged with it. So it's like priming ourselves for the miracle is just taking our inner world and moving something around so that we can focus more of our attention on that positive energy. And one of the things, it's great that you just said positive energy because one of the things that just popped in is how Joe Dispenza talks about it's not just thinking the thought, it's also feeling the feeling. So it's not just like, I have the hottest body, but what it feels like in your body when you own that. Yes. You know, or when, so, or, you know, I'm in the career of my dreams. What does it feel like in your energetic body? What is the enthusiasm behind the thought? Yes. Because we can all like think rote thoughts all the time. Totally. But if our body isn't feeling that. If our body doesn't buy it. If our body doesn't, doesn't buy it. believe it. It doesn't believe it. Yeah. yeah. It's like um, one of the examples Dr. Joe uses that I think about a lot is you can think I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich all day. But if when that bill arrives, you get that sinking feeling of like, oh, I don't know if I can pay it. Then it's like you just counterbalanced yourself. So, you know, what we want to do is find exercises and find ways that we can balance out that energy. It's not to say that we're going to live in spiritual bypass and not feel the, oh, I don't know about this. Of course we're going to feel those. And every time we do, it's just an opportunity to say, I need to invest an equal amount of money into my energy bank of positivity. Ooh. Well said. Oh, thanks. Yeah, making a little deposit. (laughs) Making a little deposit, yeah. Because here's the thing. It's like if we want the gold, 
then we start saving it one piece at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and when we start from the inside of that safe, then one day someone will come and open up that safe and they'll be like, wow, there is a treasure here. And we will have been ready for it all along. Yeah. The, the treasure, as it's like as every major religion and tradition says it, the treasure is in you. Mm. But until we go inside and claim it for ourselves, it can't show up on the outer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, it was also really fun. I, I know I missed this create, but everyone wrote their little speech about yeah. how they were the gold. Right. So we did these acceptance speeches with our exercises. And if you're listening and you haven't written an acceptance speech, um, it was so beautiful because people started claiming things about themselves, their incredible creativity, mm. their sensitive hearts, that all of these things. And they started thinking who they were, like as an accept, like I accept you mm. and I thank you mm. because you have brought me to this point and to this point. And so they were kind of, um, uh, it was just so gorgeous to watch people love all the parts of themselves. Yeah. And so when we put our focus on all the things that we love about ourselves, we know that that can just, all it does is expand more and more and more. Yeah. And then the universe gives us more and more reasons to love ourselves. I think we just have to start getting more determined to love our strengths yes. than we are to love our weaknesses. Yes. Because I think many of us are so um, driven and conditioned to think, I have to find the places in myself that are not good and work so hard on improving them. But then we're actually wasting our time because we have all these strengths that don't even need improvement. They're just there and available, and we're ignoring them. And you know what's so fun is, like, it feels good to be in your strength. Yeah. It feels hot to be in your strength. When you are in your strengths, you just feel like you're slaying it. You would have been so proud of me in spin class this morning. Yeah. Because there was, like, a girl beside me who'd never, like been spinning before and it just was like oh I get to be the person that shows her how spinning is done and it gave me this extra motivation to have like the best form and and in the end I worked so much harder because there was an opportunity for me to uplift someone else by shining so brightly oh which it takes us into this week that's what we're talking about this week yes and so and so as we I do feel like last week's and this week's kind of built off each other but as we accept the gold within us and are willing to stand for our strengths and stand for what rocks in us, um, we don't realize how much we're helping others. Yeah. And if you want to hear about that, Ooh. maybe you just show up next week and listen to this sexy podcast. It's, you know, I highly suggest it because we're real fun and wearing cute <laughs> outfits. <laughs> I wish you could see how cute we look tonight. We look adorable. We're adorable. <laughs> Um, thanks for listening, guys. You can check us out at um, thecreateseries.com. And um, also, you can check out our classes at the Actors Green Room in New York City. You can go to our Facebook page, the Create Community. Yeah. And like, just jam and hang out with us, and we can all talk about our dreams. Yeah, and we are also on Twitter and Instagram at the Create Playgroup. And if you have questions for us or um, questions that you want us to answer on our podcast, uh, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or our Create page on Facebook, and we'll make it happen. And I want to give a shout-out to my sweet friend, Andy Gammon. Well, of our friend who is giving us um, notes on how to make our sound for our podcast better (laughs) and also wrote our intro music so when you hear that song coming in and out that's Andy thanks Andy and Andy's got an amazing British accent and he's very handsome so you like you want to like you want to know Andy yeah he's a good one he's a good one can I I tell you something so uh, when he was here a year ago he did a session with you (gasps) 
with me. Right. Remember, and you, right. you gave him a meditation, and yeah. he said, I've been listening to it every week. And I had something that happened because when I listened to the meditation Natalie gave me, it said, go to the place where you want to be, and like this like lovable, livable future. And he goes, and I had this moment um, where I woke up yesterday, and I realized I was in the place <gasps> that I had been visualizing all year long. Wow. Isn't that Andy. cool? Oh, that like makes me want to cry. I know. Yeah, you know, it's it's so easy for us to see each other as that, and uh, you know, it's time for us to step into seeing and feeling and living into it ourselves. That's right. The time is now. The time is now. All right. Well, thanks, friends. This has been a good time. Lots of love. If you want to know about the Create Workshop series, you can go to www.thecreateseries.com And if you want to know more about us, you can go to kristenhenge.com or natalieroy.com And if you want to come to Create, you can go to The Actors Green Room in New York City um, and it is Sunday nights from 7pm to 9pm and Tuesdays from 11am to 1pm. And their website is www.theactorsgreenroom.com and you can buy Create On Demand if you don't live in New York City. Woohoo! If you want to know about the Create Workshop series, you can go to www.thecreateseries.com. And if you want to know more about us, you can go to kristenhenge.com or natalieroy.com. And if you want to come to Create, you can go to the Actors Green Room in New York City. Um, and it is Sunday nights from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. and Tuesdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And their website is www.theactorsgreenroom.com and you can buy Create On Demand if you don't live in New York City. Woohoo!